Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Think and Reform podcast. Yes, it is another long-awaited, much-requested episode of Low-Hanging Fruit. Sorry it took me so long to get back into to the... Uh, it, it's not fun, really, jumping back into the dumpster the dumpster fire, because it's a dumpster fire, and I'm dumpster diving inside the dumpster fire, and I'm, and I'm burning, and it's horrible. Please save me. Uh, but this I do as a service to you, faithful listeners, uh, so that you can see with your own eyes without getting burned what is that exactly these frauds, hypocrites, and knuckleheads are saying on the internet about Christ and his word. And today with me, I have someone that I have reached out from the depths of the dumpster and I have pulled him down with me. <laughs> Everyone welcome, please, Tyrus. Tyrus the virus is what I call him. But he's, <laughs> he's here. Um, and Tyrus, say hello. Hey, everybody. I am so glad to be on the podcast today. And unfortunately, I wish it was under better circumstances. But the video we are going to be dissecting today uh, is so painful, we're not even going to get through the whole thing. We're not going to get through. <laughs> it's, no. it's so bad. Just full disclosure. <laughs> so well, I did Low Hanging Fruit a couple of weeks ago, and it was about... Um, uh, what was it? Progressive Christians? No, no, no. What, what, what was it about? I'm glad. You know, I'm glad I forgot. But anyway, it was from Jubilee, and it was um, you know Christians, quote unquote Christians. Use that term loosely. Uh, debating you know hot button topics um, surrounding theology uh, and the church and America and all that kind of stuff. And it was just oh, it was a dumpster fire, and you know it's horrible answers, horrible uh, discussions. Um, and so when Tyrus heard about that, he sent me another video. He said, here's another one from Jubilee. Why don't we do this one too? And so, um, what we're about to do is discuss a video here on YouTube called liberal Christians versus conservative Christians. It's called middle ground and they're going to have discussions. So, uh, let's begin, um, the pain in our ears and eyes. Let's get them bleeding right now and, uh, give our commentary as we listen to this <laughs> Uh, discussion, if you will. Okay, so the video starts off with, here's, here's where they lost me right away in the first one second. <laughs> this is where they lost me. Everyone in this video was tested for COVID-19 prior to filming. Stay safe. Thanks for watching. Oh, that is so, I feel so much Thanks better. Thanks for telling me that. Yeah, thanks like, for telling me about As I watch from my safe room yeah, in the yeah, video. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that they communicate because now my conscience is clear. You know, we should have wore masks before we yeah, watched this I video. I know, right. Wait, were you, were you, were you <laughs> hold on. <laughs> This, let me just say, you know, this podcast, no one in this video was tested for COVID-19 prior to recording. <laughs> Hope you get in a horrible accident. No thanks for listening. Okay, just <laughs> let me, here we go. Saying the word of God is not absolute or sovereign. You already have an agenda. And you're trying to fit the Bible into that agenda. Without the gospel, people are going to hell. And that's a very serious issue, more serious than sexual orientation or aborted babies. All right, so homeboy, that's that guy was in the last one that I did. Um, yeah, you liked him. He, he was okay. Yeah, he was I. You know, he he was he seems to be standing upon the the he seems to be standing upon the Bible, and um, but but he doesn't go far enough in, yeah. in my opinion. Um, he. he as as you'll hear, some of these conservative Christians are like, where did you find these guys? My goodness. What are these all like assemblies of God? Like, you know, youth pastors or something like that? Yeah, I mean, he's it's just bad. strong enough that I, I like him, but I'm like, oh, you're missing, 
just go one step further. Yeah, one exactly. Yeah, th- yes. And this guy too, I don't know his name, but uh, he's joined by this other brother as well, who obviously like trying to hold orthodoxy, trying to hold to the scriptures, right? But they press him on a few things, and I can't wait for us to get to this point in the video. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh I man, thought like, exactly the same did, thing. Oh, yeah, you yeah. let you let them take yeah. you let them take the ground. Exactly. There. You shouldn't have done yes, it. exactly. I was thinking exact same thing. Right, right, because he. And this is a problem I think with modern Christianity is is in our churches, um, you know the, w- what we're about to see here are these discussions that get shut down in your local Bible study. Mm-hmm. People start having this discussion. There's back and forth. It's a great discussion, and the Bible study leaders like, "Hey, uh, can we get back on Sunday? I don't want to start a discussion about that." And, <laughs> and, and you know, it's nobody was paying attention to his boring, you know, book study on Acts. But uh, we, we start to have a discussion about, "Hey, well, what about this?" And then people start lightening up, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, hold on a second! Now people are talking." What that lightning back in the bottle? Yeah. Yes, exactly where it belongs, and and, and so these are this, and, and this is what happens when 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 Joe Pastor or or Bible study leader shuts it down before anyone can get any substantial answers or ask their questions. They go into it like this, mm-hmm. and like you said, they start losing ground right away because they're not prepared. Listen, my friend, if you're out there and you are a Bible study leader or a pastor, and people start having a great discussion about a subject that I don't care if it's not you know in your bible study about acts it's here now let's have the discussion and stop stopping people for pete's sakes ah mm. oh, that's just that annoys me i mean it's going well i mean people are we're having a dialogue we're going back and forth we're getting some answers people are like interested now they put down their phones nobody's looking you know at their phones anymore and everyone's leaning forward nobody's falling asleep and then the guy's like oh okay discussion and one of the saddest things about this and we're gonna we're gonna see it is that even those who are so strong and holding to the scriptures, we let these emotional appeals make us step back. Like we're not, a, we're, we're almost ashamed of the word to keep using it. Like um, there's something here about like, well, if it wasn't for this theology, like people would be feeling better. And like, well, I, I'm not one of them. Yeah, like, right, they right, automatically right, right. go on defense. I'm yeah. like, no, keep being on offense. Yes, yeah, they- right. Right. Sorry. I'm right. Just, right. <laughs> we're not even there yet. Yeah, we're not even there. But um, as we talked about before, we had this discussion a little bit in church. But you know, in, in the armor of God, you have only one weapon: hmm. the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And progressive Christians, and and basically anybody who's not a Christian, but progress from pro- progressive Christianity to atheism. What do they always want you to do? They want you to put the weapon down. Surrender the weapon. I don't care about your shield of faith. I don't care about your helmet of salvation. I don't care about your belt. I don't care about your shin guards. Put the weapon down. And the yeah. Christians are only too quick to be like, oh, okay, I'll put the authority of the Bible down. You know, and, and we just we just give up, as you said, right away. Yeah. It says in Romans that if you confess with the mouth and believe in the heart that Jesus is Lord, then you will surely be saved. Praying, reading your Bible. I think following the commandments is a minimum. Someone who tries to reflect God's love in their lives. Welcoming people to love each other and be compassionate and listen is essentially what Jesus asked us to do. When we're approaching different topics like homosexuality or like pro-choice, pro-life, we have to go into them thinking about what the Bible says. They would prefer to have the world or society or culture or their peers dictate their life. There are rules that are associated um, with being progressive. The problem comes in when people try to create unnecessary boundaries. I love, I love that he says that. He's, uh, he's so prior so that's to a progressive Christian help, I, guy. 
And he says that the problem with the conservative Christians, the Bible-believing Christians, is they try to hold, they try to create these unnecessary boundaries. Yeah, right, right. And I'm like, that's exactly the problem you have with the Bible, is that it keeps your sin in these boundaries. It makes, uh, it's forcing you to deal with it and repent of it and turn away from it and doesn't let you indulge in your sinfulness. And like, that's, that every progressive Christian I've ever met or heard of that's what it boiled down to is that mm. the Bible kept them from what they wanted to do, mm. indulging in their sinfulness. Mm. And that's the biggest issue they have. Yeah. And that's an unnecessary boundary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Unnecessary boundary. No, thank you, Lord. Unnecessary boundary. We brought progressives and conservative Christians together to spark a religious debate. That's what the video is saying right now. They're all sitting down, pretending I'm to be Angel. friends. I'm a worship leader and I'm excited to be here. Hi, I'm Jason. I'm the YouTuber known as Pastor Jason Answers. I like Jason a little bit. I kind of like yeah. him. You know, if, if there's anyone I trust the most, it'd be my homeboy Jason. I get I'm a burger with that be. guy. Yeah, I, I would. I would too. I'm Ciara. Um, I do hair and I work with children. Hi, I'm Olivia. I'm a college student. Hello, my name is Kurt and I am a senior pastor. I oh, am I Brenda. I am the YouTuber known as God is Gray. Ugh. And I'm so excited to have a civil life. You, you have a history with God is oh Gray. Oh my gosh. So I made a video about homosexuality like I think seven years ago and like the comment sections kept blowing up and God is Gray came up like, oh, like you're not doing it right. You know, holding to the scriptures. What you got to do is check out God is Gray. And like, mm. she's she's really popular. Was that was that the Obergefell decision time? I don't remember exactly. That was when about it was, seven years ago, wasn't but, it? Um, I just felt like for whatever reason, it was time to like speak into this issue. Like that okay. the, the gospel can redeem, like we have 2000 year old proof that homosexuals turn from their homosexuality mm. in first Corinthians six. Yes, absolutely. And I'm just like, yes. yeah. God's will for the homosexual is the same will that he has for every sinner. It's to turn yes. from their sin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, such were some of you, you were washed, you were sanctified by the Lord Jesus Christ. Bingo. I love that. Well, uh, the, she's the YouTuber from God is gray. And, um, as I said before, these progressive Christians are just Christians who haven't deconstructed their Christianity yet. Mm. So, nice conversation with you all. <laughs> Step forward if you agree with the statement. The Republican Party embodies Christian values more than the Democratic Party. I'd say yes. Yeah, yeah I would say more. Yes. More. Definitely yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> But, oh, no, I, I think Tim Keller's ears just perked up when she said that because <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's the third way. <laughs> but when I see, like, pro-life, things like that, I would have to just deduce from that that Republican is more Christ-centered. But. Right. I'm not talking about big government versus small government yeah. regulation. I'm talking about specifically pro-life, mm-hmm. talking about education, public education of transgender. Yeah. I'm talking about marriage. All the issues that actually matter. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in a very conservative, far-right church. I used to be a Trump supporter, although I wasn't even, I'm not even a U.S. citizen. But one thing that really hurt me and changed my perspective was how they talk about immigration and poor people, like myself. I grew up in poverty, and Planned Parenthood is my uh, PCP because they... PCP is, uh, they say in the video here, primary care physician. Take... Um, Medicaid, but when I found out that my friends, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I I mean, when I, you know, when I need help with my taxes, the Nazi Party, I'm like, gosh, I mean, they just helped me out so much. (laughs) You know, the great people to go for your taxes. Actually, um, did a silent protest in front of. 
Planned Parenthood. That really changed my perspective a lot. Now, like, I'm not sure what she meant by that. Of- She's saying that her yeah, friends did right, a right. silent protest, protest in front of Planned Parenthood and that, and that changed, changed her perspective. perspective. Yeah, like, right. I think, I think what she's saying is that she's saying she used to be a conservative Christian, but then, you know, she kept hearing all this like stuff about immigration and people didn't like poor people, whatever that means. She's not specific. But this protest in front of Planned Parenthood, who's her primary care physician, that's when that's when that was the last straw for her. And she deconstructed oh. it. I think that's what she's trying to say. Oh, okay. But, all but right. I mean... Good for those Christians doing that protest. Yeah. I, I wish it wasn't silent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like, proclaim the gospel and... Uh... See, but, but, but that... But, but my friends out there, if you're listening, she heard your silent protest. And did she come closer to the Lord? No, she went further away from the Lord, right? So that shows you how effective your silent protest was, right? So stop with the silent protest. It doesn't matter whether you're... I mean, actually, I mean, just stop being lukewarm. You know, mm-hmm. um, commit fully to be an ambassador of Christ. Christ was never silent, and, and um, uh, the Christ and the apostles and the prophets and you know all the judges they were not silent. Um, except the only time uh, Christ was silent was when Herod was trying to make it, make a fool out of him, mm-hmm. and Christ was like, "I'm not, I, I'm not playing that." Which, which I've heard, um, that's where we get the, uh, that's where we get the uh, statute. Uh, you have the right to remain silent. Mm was from uh, Christ's interview with Herod. That's really cool. Yeah. I hope that's true. Yeah, that's that's, that's what awesome. I heard. Yeah. Um so 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 there was I mean like she's she's saying there was there was some I mean if this is if we're interpreting this correctly. I hope so. Yeah, it, um there was people out there silently protesting and then that was like the last straw like how dare you silently protest. So 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 even like your little meek and mild protest um, it's not gonna like be like oh they well if they were sh- if they were shouting I would have said no but since they were silently protesting I said yes yeah. you know so so just open your mouth and get the gospel out there stop with the silent protest of people who get abortion are low income I like you have been in not poverty but in situations where I couldn't afford health insurance yeah we're all in situations <laughs> yeah. where we can't afford health insurance yeah. can we talk <laughs> yeah. I have health insurance I can't afford it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, one I, no one can afford health insurance. Come on, man. Universal health care is the most Christ-like thing I can imagine. It's, it's full of compassion. It's saying... The, the, what she's about to say, Luke, blew my mind. What her, Their next line she's going to say. Okay. All right, here we go. Let's, let's have a listen. Everyone, buckle your seatbelts. Here we go. Yeah, maybe you have to take this out of my pocket, but it's for the poor who can't afford it. I'm like, that's Jesus to me. I don't. That right there. I'm oh. just like, maybe you got to take it out of my pocket. I don't mind if the government's taking out of my pocket and forcing me to do charity. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because right. yeah, compulsory charity right. isn't charity anymore. Right, right. And again, like, I'm not saying that we shouldn't care for the poor. You know, we're the church. Of right. course, we can care for the poor. I think right. the first... The first line of defense is the family. The family fails. The church can help and step in. Right. And we Absolutely. have parameters for that. Yes. But just the the arrogance of what she's saying is yeah. like, well, I'm the compassionate one. I don't right. mind if the government's yeah. hands are in my pocket giving them to other people. So why can't you be compassionate like right. Jesus? Like, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's. She's. I mean, that's that's what happens. I mean, that's taking the that that to me is taking the Lord's name in vain. You've just used it for a purpose that's contrary to what he wants you to use it for. You're not furthering the kingdom by 
sticking a gun to somebody's head and saying, give me your money so I can. So, so I mean, d- d- does she actually think that they're giving it to the poor? Are you that yeah. daft? I mean, yeah. <laughs> is that actually going through your thick skull? Like, oh yeah, I mean, that's what the government's doing right now. Every time I, every time I fill it out, I mean, they just take it and they put it in a big truck yeah. and then they drive it down to the homeless shelter and then they just give it out like Aladdin on the elephant, you know, oh just like gosh. throw it around. Everyone's like, and he's generous, so generous. You know I mean? Like that's not, that's not what's happening. You know, this, this is, this is how daft these people are like oh yeah that's what they're doing yeah they're giving it to the poor oh yeah sure right what's going on there in regards to abortion specifically i do think that that is someone's future in there and i think that the choice between if that future is played out or not is god's and i take that from psalms where it says that his eyes saw our substance being yet unformed and he fashioned our days when yet there were none of them and so the moment at conception when that baby exists no matter how small they are their whole future is lined up and i know that sometimes circumstances on how those babies come about suck and i've met someone that was a product of that see how that we get a qualify well i met someone yeah. you know i never met a jew <laughs> i never met a nazi but i am i think i'm very qualified just like everybody else is to yes. say you know nazis shouldn't be killing jews okay Absolutely. i've never met an armenian Okay, I've never met an Armenian, but I think it's okay that to say that the Armenian genocide was wrong. Yeah, never met one. But but it's, see how we, we like you said we've already kind of like lost as you said in the beginning because and I I say this in love because I really think him and Jason yeah. are really trying to hold to the scriptures. They're really trying to be you know they're trying to right. have this conversation. They're trying to be faithful, and I love that he was able to quote the scripture there. That's awesome. It's just. As soon as you bring the emotional appeal, that's what the progressives want you to do because they're better at it than you. Mm -hmm. They are better at it than you. Keep going, baby. And once you do that, it then becomes not so much about the scripture you just quoted, but who has more capital in experience because that's all progressivism is about. It's my personal experience over the scriptures. That's what's authoritative. And we need to stop doing this. Mm. (laughs) I'm just sorry. that's that's a great point we're not going to out emotionalize the yeah. progressives and and this is what he's well i met someone who's a proud of that okay well whatever okay their biological father raped their mother and she doesn't know who her biological father is but i just couldn't i couldn't imagine life without her what about the mother that finds out that she's pregnant and she goes to the hospital and they tell her that it's a high-risk pregnancy and that if she does take the baby to term, that she runs the risk of of giving birth. Why does this guy remind me of like a DMV worker where he's just <laughs> like, take your paper and go over here to section three, fill out section four and five, do not fill out section six. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he just sounds like a DMV worker. You know, and uh, I, you guys can't see this, but he, he's a brother. He's a black brother like me. And, you know, and he's also, from what I understand, he's a homosexual as well. So oh, he I, is? Yeah, he is. Oh. And uh, he talks about his partner later. So he's not only Ew. a black pastor, but he's gay. And he has no enthusiasm. I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but I'm I'm like, oh, like, you know, brother and gay. And he, he's not saying anything with any enthusiasm. Mm. It's still kind of a letdown. Mm. <laughs> if you're, you're going to be that. St- At least have one positive stereotype. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and actually dying. I think that in those circumstances, in those situations, I think that they should trust the Lord. So what if the Lord tells them to have an abortion? Oh, my God. I'm just going to have to say trust the Lord and. I'm not a woman. I will never be put in. Say he lost. That's where he lost. lost. He lost. Yeah, right. That's what what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, right. And this, 
he's a worship leader, um, the conservative Christian. And again, I, 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 I actually love this guy. He's really trying, Okay, but right. he, he gets thrown this curve. He got, no, it's not even a curveball. This one went right over the plate. Mm-hmm. This, <laughs> this pastor, this gay pastor just yeah. told this guy who loves the scriptures. I, I believe that this other guy loves the scriptures. He says, what if God tells them to get an abortion? Right. Right. I'm sorry, but right. that's, you can hit a home run. Yeah, God right. would never yeah. tell someone to, to do that. Abortion, it's right, like, right. oh, but, but, but he gets them with that emotional appeal. Like what, what if God told them to get an abortion? What if they're in this terrible circumstances? And immediately, and this is the problem. The ground is given up. He's like, well, you know, I'm not a woman. Right, I don't know right, what that's like. Right, you right. don't have to be a woman right, to say right, that God right. would never, ever tell someone to murder somebody. Yes. It's against his holy law. Yes. He should have just went there right away. And what's terrible is that it came, that question came from the mouth of a supposed minister. Yes, right. Who right, should worship know leader. better. Uh, right, right, exactly. And that's a low standard. Of, of worship leaders that we have these days you know the, the standard is do you look good in skinny jeans and can you sing and play guitar that's it you know the, but most worship leaders are like you know a disaster when it comes to the scriptures they don't know what the the song the the song uh, the songs are saying they don't know what verse you can't even point them to a verse like even chris tomlin like when i hear his stuff <laughs> like I, I hear chris tomlin and i hear his stuff and i'm like okay there's a bible verse there I found the Bible verse, you know, uh, you know, we know where the spirit of the Lord is. The spirit of the Lord is there. Okay. That's a Bible verse. They're actually yeah. singing scripture, but most Christian worship leaders, they're like, I have no idea what that's right. That sounds good to me, bro. You know, so, you know, I mean, and it, so I, it, it's, it's the low, it's the low standard we have of our worship leaders. And the, the, the standard of a worship leader should be like, just like that of an elder. You're a teacher, mm-hmm. you're a leader. You gotta know what you're talking about when it comes to the Bible, because you're leading all of us. Yes. In that place, so. And I ask that because I have a, I have a friend that his daughter um, went through that and he chose his daughter over the baby. And so they ended up having an abortion and he was pro-life prior to that circumstance. I mean, I would still trust God. I think if I was in that situation, I would pray with my husband and call on my church and my family. Let's come together and pray about this and whatever God, like God's will will be done. If my life be taken, then I pray that this baby will be used and that he would give me the comfort and the peace to get through that situation. Friends, it's this radical new Christian concept called self-sacrifice. Wow. It's 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 it's, it's hot off the yeah. press. <laughs> it's brand new, man. Yeah. It's 2,000 years old called self-sacrifice. Amen. Ar- arguably 6,000 years old. And these these pagan progressive Christians are like, what is that? Yeah. You mean that, that I would sacrifice myself for somebody? Just like Jesus. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that, that they can't identify with that. And they, they want everyone to be like Jesus and they throw his name around, take yeah. it in vain, right? But they can't identify with the uh, the idea of how about I sacrifice myself for, for the life of another human being? Right. They, they look at that and they're like, well, this is, I can't understand that. But you want me to be like Christ? Get out of here, you freaking fraud. Yeah. Oh, I'm so you know, sick of these people. I love this sister though. She just, I feel like she didn't even hesitate. She's like, "Good, of course I would sacrifice my life for yes, my child. Right, like, that's right. the most womanly, maternal thing you could ever Christ-like. do. Christ-like? Yeah, it, true. And it, and well, the thing about Christ is that he did it for wretches like us. You know, this right. baby, like, again, born in sin. But yeah. as far as you're concerned, it's never done anything to you. Yes, right. And you're already willing to rake it over the coals. Yes. And that's disgusting. And yes. it's like, oh, the like, well, I, I think this is what Jesus would do. He would choose the daughter that he can see. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Not, yeah, not right. the child we can't see. Right. You, but 
Oh, it's it, exhausting. It, it is. It is exhausting keeping up with these knuckleheads. LGBTQ plus couples should be allowed to get married in the church. Okay, so this is one of the uh, stupid ads. Sorry, <laughs> I gotta skip this thing. Well, I'm excited because uh, you just gave a talk on um, homosexuality mm-hmm. and understanding it, and I thought it was brilliant. And so when I saw this video, I was like, "Oh man, like there's so much we can talk about here." Obviously, as soon as that question was asked, all the progressive yes. ran forward, yeah. <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, like." And yes. one of one of them is a homosexual yes. pastor. Yeah. So I'm, just like, but but ready. but you contradict yourself. Anyway. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Personally, so I think happy. they should be able to because they can have a marriage that glorifies God. How? Just like any straight couples can. Well, I do believe that homosexuality. Oh, homegirl lost me here. What she's doing here? Wait, wait, wait. What? What's she doing here? She's in the yay. No, I didn't oh. realize she went there. Tyrus, you you've led me astray. What have I done? You have deceived me. Oh no, me. <laughs> she was doing so well. <laughs> Well, Wait. she does have purply dyed hair, so maybe that's an indication. I oh, was looking man. for an indication. Anyway, here we go. is a sin. I can't tell you what you can, can or can't do with your life. And I do think that you should have the same rights that I have. In the same way that I have the right to believe differently, I have to also extend that right to you. Well, I'm married to a wonderful man. And so, um, so of course, I would have to agree with the LGBT people should um, be allowed to get married in the church. When I was deep in evangelicalism, the narrative was being gay as a sin. And then I saw the church sort of like soften up or change the narrative to, okay, being gay isn't a sin. God made you gay, but you can never act on homosexuality. And this right here you, is your act. talk. Yeah, that's that was the that was the um, the message that I, I was very frustrated with. Is the the church they don't have anything beyond that. They're just like, well. Uh, if you feel that way, just don't do anything about it, which is insane because we don't do that with any other sin. You know, no someone, some, yeah, no, somebody walks under the Bible study and says, well, I have, a, <clears throat> I have a desire to commit adultery. Well, you know, the Lord made you with that desire, so just don't act on it. You'll be fine. You know, or someone says, you know, I have a gambling addiction. Well, just don't act on it. See you later. You know, <laughs> good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Stinks to be you. You know, uh, so we don't do that with any other sin, but, but here we are with homosexuality and, and, and we tell these people, when they come in, well, I'm struggling with, with homosexual feelings. Well, just don't do anything about it. And and that is a non completely non-scriptural, as, as you said before, and this is this was my one of my go-to verses as well, because I think your point is 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 valid. That such were some of you. Obviously, mm. obviously, you can not be a homosexual anymore. You can yes. get to a place where that's no longer desirable. You could you could start where I have a desire for this, and then through through prayer and uh, uh, scriptural reading and through living a godly life, you can get to a place where you're like, I used to be like that, but I'm not doing it anymore. Sorry, I forgot to say repentance. Through prayer, repentance, faith, you can get to a place where you're like, I was attracted to this. I'm not attracted to it anymore. Just like there are many men out there with a perverted, I'm using this word carefully, a perverted view of playing video games. It is a perverted, immature view of video games. You put too much stake and then your family goes to pot because you are too concentrated. It's a desire, the desire is too strong. And 
my mm. question is, where did you get that desire from? Something is wrong with your maturity level regarding your responsibility. And it's the same with homosexuality. Your homosexuality has been stunted. Your, your idea of sexual maturity was stopped and it went a different direction. We call that perversion. And so when that happens, you have to talk to that person to find out where did you go sideways and start dealing with that problem that made you think that that to get this idea of men and that we should be looking at men as brothers, as fathers, as sons, not as sexual objects. And and that is my frustration because the church isn't saying that. Yeah, and it's sad that I actually kind of agree with this God is grace. She said the church changed their position yes, they on did. this. Yes, they did. And it that's what's so sad is like like you said, we don't do this with any other sin. No. And and I've I'm so fortunate to be I've been delivered from many sins and one of the best things that was ever told to me uh, through ca- biblical counseling is that just trying harder doesn't work. Mm. You have to learn to hate the sin. Mm. You have to pray, mm. God, I want to mm. hate the sin that mm-hmm. I'm enjoying. Yes. Like you need to change my heart. It's the yes. only way. Mm-hmm. And what what it's what it really says is. The church believes, I believe the church believes that. Mm. They don't believe it when it comes to homosexuality. They no. think the spirit isn't strong enough to change the desires of homosexuals. Mm-hmm. And that's, that just me that, that is, that is, I don't know if I want to say blasphemy of the spirit, but mm. it comes pretty close to uh-huh. saying that spirit can't touch this. Mm. Spirit can't help somebody in this area. And, it, and it's sad because who the people, the people who suffer are the homosexuals who actually yes. want to repent and turn to Christ. Yes. And the church isn't helping them. Like, you know, they're like, oh, like, you know, I want to trust in Jesus, but I still got these desires. And what do I do with them? Where, right. Where's my hope? And we're not giving them any hope at all. Right, right. We're just saying, well, just don't do it. And this is a result of, again, a stunted Christianity, because I think there's people who do, who are facing this homosexual uh, argument, and then they look to the solution. Mm-hmm. And all they know is the, the repeated trope, pray the gay away. And they're like, well, that's obviously not true. So I guess there is no solution. Mm-hmm. They don't go a step beyond that and say, wait a second, I, I know that's a trope. But I know the, the the pagans love to beat beat us over pain again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and and so they love to beat us over the head with that, like like it's our idea or something like that. But but they don't go a step beyond that and say, okay, hold on, let, let let's. Th- th- there's more to it than just pray the gay away. Obviously, you know, I mean, there are people out there who want to murder people. Do you pray the murderer away? Well, yes and no. You know, it's a little more complicated than <laughs> yeah. that. You know, so 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 the answer is it's a little more complicated than just pray the gay away. But but then the Christians are so embarrassed by God and His Word that we don't go a step further further beyond pray the gateway well that's a, i'm embarrassed by that i'm not even gonna look at it i'm not even count i'm not gonna countenance that and think about it and work it over with the scriptures i'm like oh I'm the, the, you know the, the pagans have got us on the run so much we don't want to look at the solution let's continue on with this dumpster fire but again i don't see the harm i see beautiful couples like this gentleman here so when we look at suicidal ideation we look at trans women uh, being murdered go. because of the bigotry in this nation a lot propagated by Christians, evangelicals, conservatives, the fruit of that doctrine we've been planting for not only decades, but centuries. All right, so here comes the two the two semi chads. Hopefully they'll, <laughs> they'll hopefully they'll 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 say something wise here to these knuckleheads. Here we go. What LGBTQ people do with their lives is none of my business. I believe you lost me, Jason. It is. Yeah. It, it is. As a, a Christian. Yeah, as a Christian, business. it's your business. You know, not to say that I think what he's trying to say um, is like, you know, I'm not going to bust into someone's house and tell them what to do. Maybe that's what he's saying. Um, in that case, we'd agree. But amen. But I but want to do that. <laughs> right. Exactly. But if there is like a pride parade 
that's your business as a Christian. Mm-hmm. It's, it's your business. Yes, you yep. are. You are an ambassador of Christ. Go make disciples of all nations. You know, everyone loves to quote that when it comes time for missions, but nobody wants to quote that when it comes time for the local pride parade down the street. Yeah, that we're gonna. That's gonna happen in Lidditz soon. And what I see, all all I see is, and I'm so thankful for your dad, our pastor, is just his desire to snatch people from the fire. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what this is all about. And mm-hmm. so. I, I think I understand what, what Jason is saying here. Like, obviously, like, we're not going to bust in, but, like, to say that we just don't care what homosexuals do, like, right, right. Jesus cares. Yes. Jesus right. wants to save them. Like, yes. So we should care. Like, yes. And when they're out in the public square like that, and right. we're not, because we're afraid to be called uh, bigots or whatever, yes. uh, we, we don't do our responsibility in proclaiming the gospel of salvation to them. And, Amen. And it's just not loving. It's not the same rights as other couples do in terms of government assistance. Let's say this is the statist Christians that we have to deal with here. <laughs> uh, freedoms, uh, tax benefits, of course, that there should be no discrimination. But when they come to the church and they're saying, can you approve our marriage before God? I can't disregard what I believe the Bible says and say, oh, forget what the Bible says so that I could be more accepting of people. I respect totally as individuals as i'm just stop apologizing yeah man. come on dude stop apologizing just be a man i stand alone on the word of god you remember that song you're a worship leader <laughs> sing, sing the b-i-b-l-e come on man these guys americans i think you have rights however i have to go based off of the bible and the bible equates homosexuality to sexual immorality but the way he words that well i have to go based on what the bible how about yeah. it's my joy to go yes. based on the bible i am honored to go based on the bible stop apologizing yeah. for the scriptures well i have to the bible told me to you know it, it, my hands are tied my hands are tied oh, exactly well i i just remembered something i don't i Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know about Michael Todd, total fa- false teacher or whatever. He gave this... Michael whole... Todd or Todd White? No, Michael Todd. He's okay. he's this new guy. He's kind of in the vein of Stephen Furtick, but I, I think he's a little zanier. Okay. Um, both of them are false teachers. Stay away from them. Right. But he gave a recent talk, and he's talking about this issue. He's he's doing exactly what, what these guys are doing. They're like, well, the Bible says it. Yeah. And you know, like, right. I don't... And he's saying things like, I don't know why God did it that way. Like, if I was in charge... Yeah. And, and <laughs> that's... The, that really got me, because my... my my wife and I were talking about this. Nicole said it. It's it's so devilish. Be, she said it's devilish because what you're saying is, well, you know, my hands are tied. Like God's the manager. Mm. I I'm sorry. Like you got a disgruntled employee coming right, to you. Right, like right, I don't like right. your business. I would have given it to you for free. Yeah. But the manager told me that big old meanie. So I gotta keep my job. You yeah. Know? It's just sad because I'm yeah. like. Yeah. God, God is not the stingy manager. No. You should be so proud to be yes, to, yes. to tell them like, yes. hey, I can't help you because it's going to hurt you. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm right. not going to apologize for what the manager said because the manager right. actually knows what's best for you. Yes. And right. it's just sad because right. so, so, so many Christians just do this. Like, right. they give this qualification. Well, you know, I don't understand. Or like, right. if I was in charge, I wouldn't do it that way. Like, right. thank God you're not in charge. <laughs> yeah. You know, the scripture says the spirit of the Lord is upon me to set the captives free. Yeah. That's what we're doing here. We're setting the captives free. We're not apologizing for unlocking your chains. We just, we don't believe that homosexuals aren't bonded. We, we don't. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's the, problem. that's the problem. Exactly. Well said. And so I, I care about you guys as, as people that that's not going to, that's not going to make bro. Me- they don't care, bro. They, they, they don't care about you caring about them. Yeah. They don't care. They do not care about how much you apologize and care. And like you said, they're always going to out emotionalize yeah. you. So better stop it. They're you. better at it. Yes. 
That's how. That's why you're apologizing. Yeah. Let me justify. I, I know that you mentioned like murders and suicide rates. I, oh, I, I don't agree go. with any of that, and I think that's terrible. But why do you think those are happening? You can no longer say I, that's horrible. What's happening over there? Because this theology is the basis of that suicidal ideation in many cases. She's pro-choice, yeah. by the way. Yeah. So go ahead and tell me about how horrible it is for these people committing suicide, and then you saying, uh, "Planned Parenthood," blah 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 blah. Go, these are such frauds. They what's are so disgusting, despicable. What's so disgusting about what she just said is, you know, she's saying, if it weren't for this conservative biblical theology, right. these trans people wouldn't be killing themselves. Right. And could it be the fact that yeah. transgender people are denying reality, yes. and that your mind can only deny reality yes. so much before yes. it snaps? Yes. And it again goes to the fact that this it, it's all we got the progressives need to get rid of the Bible. Yes. And they'll keep parts of the Bible. But it's, when it rubs up against their sin, they're willing to throw it under the bus. And that's why the, the shooting that happened not too long ago was a I, I think it was a girl who was pretending to be a man yeah. shot up that school up and school. the yeah. whole media narrative was not about yes. the victimization mm -hmm. of these little Christian kids no. who died. Yeah. No, actually it's the fault of the Christians yes. that this trans person right. shot up this school in the first place. And yeah. and that it's so, it, it's so evil. It's sickening. It's mm -hmm. like, you got children who were shot and killed. Mm -hmm. And the only narrative you can see is like, see, this is what Christianity does. It yes. causes trans people to go insane and kill them. Those right. Christians, you know what? They, they probably deserve to get shot. Yes. Cause if, they, I mean, isn't that, isn't yeah. that how I'm supposed to think based yes. on what the world is saying and right. based on what she's saying here, right. she's like, it's all your fault. Instead of, instead of understanding that yes. these trans people, the only way that yeah. they can actually be helped and feel whole is if they repent and let go of themselves amen because that's what transgenderism it's it's making yourself your own god you're saying the the biggest thing in your life that you can't control is what gender you are mm -hmm. like god decides that mm -hmm. and transgenderism is saying god no mm -hmm. i want to do it's making yourself your own god and when the more you get of yourself the more sick you're going to be and yes. and you, you it's when you let go of yourself and surrender to christ that you'll be the freest and fullest person yes I've, I've come that you might have life in that uh, life to the fullest. Amen. And um, I, I take the approach that um, that Jeff Durbin and James White have when they debated Brandon, what's his face? That, that Brandon homosexual, Robinson. Brandon Robinson, right? That homosexual pastor, right? It, it, again, I contradict myself, but uh, they, they said, just why, why are you even a Christian? Just stop. Just yeah, stop. <laughs> just stop. I mean, stop trying to hijack this religion. You know, I know that you think that it's wrong to hijack religion, and I know you think that Christianity is hijacked, like every yeah, other yeah. religion out there. <laughs> so, so why are you here trying to hijack it? Anyway, let's continue. It is the basis of transphobia in many cases. If you see all of this atrocious pain we're causing the LGBTQ plus community, then we need to look at the plank in our own eye and say... I, I, I love when every time they use in, inclusive, uh, tra uh, trans-inclusive or whatever language, because you're, you're just 10 years behind the, <laughs> uh, the cancel train, right? Because whatever yeah. you do use to, to include... Will will whatever the language is now to say this is the rules you got to follow these rules for inclusiveness that is that is going to be the in ten years that's going to be the the new language for what is no longer allowed. This woman, mm. unfortunately, the more she talks about it, the more you're going to get canceled, right? She just <laughs> said LGBTQ plus. Ah, he didn't say IA. Yeah, LGBTQIA plus. So. Sorry, you just canceled. You, you, you canceled yourself. The queen so of empathy over here yeah, forgot those other letters. Forgot those other ones. Sorry, you're just you're just a bigot. You're just, <laughs> you're just bigoted. That's why you didn't say it because you're a bigot. Wait, 
Why is this happening? There's a verse that mentions all of the people who won't enter the kingdom of heaven. And I can talk about what Leviticus says about homosexuality or the people who engage in that. But I just base off as Christians, if our goal is to get to heaven, I know that if I'm a drug... Uh, that's not the goal. Goal is mm. not to get to heaven. That's you've, you've put it too small. Mm. It, you, you've you've put Appreciate it too low, way too low. That's that the, the goal is to get to heaven. You know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people out there. That's their goal too. What makes mm. us different? You know, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of atheists out there. Like, yeah, well, my goal is to get to heaven too. My own version of heaven, whatever. That's my goal in life. You know, uh, uh, so so bars too. There's just so many problems with this. Drunk. Mm. I know if I'm a fornicator. I know if I'm an adulterer. If I'm homo- living a homosexual lifestyle, I will not enter the kingdom of heaven. That's what the Bible says. The word homosexuality is not even entered into biblical texts until probably like the 1900s. Isn't that hilarious? Do you know what they, you know what it used to be? Yeah. Uh, sodomite. Sodomite. Yeah. I'm sure so be, which, which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather sodomite or homosexual? Which oh, one's better? Let's use the homosexual inclusive language, sodomite. Okay, all right. You want to use that one? That's what they were saying before. In the original text, arsenokoitai, and Malakoy are in our English rendition. Correct. It says homosexuality, but those literally translate to pedophilia. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, that's not true. <laughs> Arsenal does not mean child. It means man. So it's relationship between an older man. These and arguments have been so the verses. Yeah, that I know that's that's like this is from like some blog post from like twenty you know twenty or something twenty nineteen or something like that. A man shall not sleep with another man, for it is an abomination that. There's no word for homosexuality in that. It's just no dude sleep with other dude. See, this is where he brings I, the I sword can... out here. This okay. is where I'm like, oh, like, good. Okay. All like, right. But... He's unsheathed it. He's brandishing it, but is he going to bring it down for the blow? Let's see. See how you can see that relating to First Timothy passage? But if you look at Romans chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, it's clearly in context. It's talking about, quote unquote, unnatural relations. It doesn't say homosexual, but it's talking about men having committing acts with other men. Yeah, well, the the problem with that is that it's in the Bible. That's my problem. Yeah. And this so is in Romans. <laughs> oh, that's Paul writing. Right. Uh, and so Paul That's is, God writing. Yes. No, Thank it's you. Paul writing. No, it's, it's God. So, so Well, that's a whole other thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So we just had a small victory oh, there. They, we had a small victory there. I, I call that a victory. Yeah. What do they, you think? they held to it. They yes. held to it. So yes. I, I'm proud of them. Yeah. They interrupted them, said, no, it's God. No. And I, I love this. And this is where, I mean, you, you and I have watched the whole video, but this is kind of where I wanted to end is that the progressives hate Paul. They mm. have to get rid of Paul. Mm. They have to, they have to uh, mm. move him away from Christ yes. and move him away from God. Yes. And Christians do exactly what Jason and this other brother, I forget his name, uh, what they do. Angel. Here. His name's Angel. Angel. Yeah. yeah. Just just tell him now. God, yes. God wrote. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and right. just don't back down because, and, and the thing is like Paul, Paul's problematic yes. for, for the progressive. Yeah. They don't know what to do with him. Be- yeah, because, right. because he's so clear and he's so, so decisive in, in so many areas that yes. they have to discredit him. Yes. They have to discredit him. Uh, even Brandon Robinson, you, you brought him up that they say, well, Paul's writing from his own patriarchal worldview. Yes. And it's like, well, <laughs> that, that's, he's writing under the inspiration of the spirit. And, you know, Peter affirms him. So if you have a problem with Paul, I guess you have a problem with Peter who said that he wrote the, he wrote scriptures too. They like they pervert other scriptures, which is exactly what they do. Yes. That's exactly what the progressive Christians do. They pervert the scriptures, just yes, like Peter do. warned. And they, and Peter warned them that they pervert Paul's scriptures. And I think it's one of, one of the reasons they prefer, 
pervert Paul is just because he's so clear on so many things. And yes. You have to, if you're progressive, you got to get rid of Paul. Yes. You got to get rid of him. Well, it's a great, it's a great uh, transition because um, I'm uh, there's, I'm going to hit poor tires here with some rapid fire <laughs> things uh, that I've been kind of saving up and building up these, these, these little reels for us to react to. Uh, uh, and I, I was on, um, Oh, my wife has sent me a message. I'm shouting too much. Okay. Um, I was on uh, one of my favorite uh, meme groups, which is um, Dunder Mifflin Theological Seminary. And someone posted um, a, a, a meme on here. I want to find it here. Um, I want to find it on here. Um, it, and it, it, it talks about what, what, what you were just talking about. Um, it was the real test. Do you see, have you seen that one? The real test of, of being a Christian? Oh no, I haven't. I haven't seen it. In fact, why am I not a part of Dunbar the <laughs> Theological Seminary? It sounds like a ball. Um. So, oh, it is. It's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> um. Now let's see here if I can find the meme here. Um. And uh, where is it? Okay, here it is. The test of this is the meme. Okay, this is a great transition. I'm going to get into these and uh, get into these um, these reels here. Okay, the test of Christianity is not loving Jesus; it's loving Judas. And so that that's this thing that's being pa- passed around. George Woodruff, the Happy Givers, or something. I don't know. I don't know who that guy is. I hope I hear, never hear his name again. But um, the, so the the phrase there, the test of Christianity is not loving Jesus; it's loving Judas, right? And so. Um, we, 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 we started with, okay, it's the Bible, it's God's word. Then it became the New Testament. Mm. And then it became Jesus and the apostles. And then it became just Jesus. And now we're off Jesus, and we find the real target of the whole argument the entire time. Accept and love Judas, because if we can accept and love Judas, then we can't ever judge anyone else for their sins. That means I can't be judged. All sin is okay. If I can get Judas, if I can shove his fat butt through the door, then I can get through the door too. <laughs> that has been the goal and the object the entire time. Th- that that has been the target. Once once you start with okay, uh, once you start to fight the idea, okay, that's the entire full counsel of God. It's the scriptures, and you say no, it's something else. Guess who you're going for? You're going for Judas. Mm. You don't know it yet, but that's what you're trying to do. So I, I, I was on. It was on Dunder Mifflin Theological Seminary, and, and um, there was some commenting around it. And most of them, I think, not most of them, almost all of them trashed it. And there was a couple of people in there going, "Well, kind of." I'm like, <laughs> eh, "No, no, not well, kinda." Get but rid I of see, that idiocy. But I see your point there because they, the progressives, kept going to minimize yes. the authority of the Bible. Yes. They have to keep going. So, well, we're just going to look at the words of Jesus. That's my standard. But the problem is <laughs> Jesus is pretty problematic for you if you want to indulge in your sin. Yes. So what you have to do is, and exactly what we've been talking about is we have to identify with Judas and his experience. Mm-hmm. And Judas is no longer the villain of the piece. He's yes. not anymore. He's the victim. He, he's the victim. Yes. See, it's not really his fault. Right. You know, he's just a victim of circumstance. And yes. when, and, and that victimization disarms the other argument. Well, yes. it disarms Christians that aren't prepared for it because yes. that, and that's what happened so much in this video we just watched is that 
they come at you with these accusations. They don't show any statistics or anything like that. And they, you just have to go on the defensive because, mm-hmm. of, and I think this, this is affecting everything because villains, we don't even have true villains in movies anymore. It's true. We don't even have villains in movies anymore. <laughs> and, and, and Judas, like I won't be surprised. And you know, with the chosen, if they, if they do that with Judas, like, you know, that they, and you know, Judas was a real person. I'm sure there were multiple um, motivations for why he thought to betray Jesus. But the thing is like, if they don't betray well, I mean, being possessed by the devil. Yeah. 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 That's probably the biggest motivation there. Um, but, but you can't, you can't show that anymore because mm-hmm. our, our Christianity doesn't allow right. for that. It doesn't yes. allow for the fact that God actually calls us all evil until he converts us. Mm-hmm. Right. And we don't believe yes. that we're evil. Mm-hmm. Right. And the progressives, the, the problem, and that's, that's why they can't just hold the Jesus anymore. They have to right. pervert him because Jesus yes. is clear that we're evil. Yes. If you being evil, and they don't believe that. See, the problem is not, and I haven't met a progressive yet or heard of a progressive who didn't believe that fundamentally human beings are good. Mm. Like that's what they believe. Mm. And so the problem is not, and that's why you have to go for all these government helps. That's everything. Cause society is the problem. Everything outside of me is the problem. In fact, Christianity is the problem because it's oppressing all mm. my good desires, which are actually wicked desires, right. and all these things. And so that meme is so true for the progressive is like, it's not about loving Jesus. It's about learning to love Judas because yes. if you love Judas, you'll love me and you'll accept me for who I am and yes. you won't cause me to change. Yes. And of course, Jesus would never want me to change because mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> we just love the Jesus we create in our own yeah. image. So let's start with that meme and let's go over to this one right here. I don't remember which one this is. I just saved them over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so I don't know. So I'm going to get kind of surprised here too, but let's take a gander. What do we got under door number one? My favorite aspects of Hindu spirituality is that the true gurus share my admiration for that radically loving teacher from Galilee. Neem Karoli Baba was once asked this guy how looks to like David Cross by his Western True. His unexpected response was, meditate like Christ. The devotees were quite surprised as they had traveled across the world, away from Western culture, miles up in the Himalayas at a secluded ashram, listening to a guru who was a devotee of Hanuman, the monkey god of ancient India. They asked further, how did Christ meditate, Maharaji? He was lost in love. He was one with all beings, and he had great love for all in the world. He was crucified so that his spirit could spread throughout the world. He was one with God. He sacrificed his body for the Dharma. He never died. He is Atman, living in the hearts of all. See all beings as the reflection of Christ. What am I? I'm gonna throw up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It, it's so so bad. I know, dude. I'm oh. telling you, man. I mean, I mean, we're in the dark web now of of of, of like the idiocy of of people claiming to be Christians on, on online. So, so we go to this monkey god worshiper guy. And we're like, let's hear some wisdom about Jesus. It's like, not a joke, by the way. It's not a joke. <laughs> it's a monkey. And 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 you know, we're we're going to this this knucklehead who's who's sitting by himself worshiping a monkey god. And, and and it says something remotely positive about Christ, and we're all like, oh, wow. oh my goodness, wow! You know, do you have room under that lotus tree? Can I get next to you? So, uh, and and you know, this is a completely false view of Christ. He did not die so that he could be in the hearts of everybody. You know, that's uh, that's animism. That's wickedness. Christ is not in the heart of everybody. This is anti-biblical. It's anti-scriptural. It's it's 
it's such an affront to the character and nature of Christ and what he did on the cross that this knucklehead who thinks he's worshiping a monkey is going to give us insight into who Christ is. It's unbelievable. So he could become, what did they say? One, one with the, one with, he, he, no, he, he died for the Dharma so that he could be one with everybody uh, and live in the hearts of all. The and, Dharma. But, but you know, I wouldn't be talking about this if, 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 if most of Christianity in this culture would be like, boy, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I know. But there are still people going, oh, and, and it's because the biblical illiteracy of yes. the church now, because yes. I, I know so many people could watch that video. and like, I didn't think there was anything wrong with what he said. Like, yeah. you know, I right. mean, and the thing is that's, and the thing is there are some like small nuggets of truth that he throws in there. And it's just enough for your, if you're not fully paying attention and you don't have the biblical filter on, which mm. we should always have the biblical filter on as Christians, right. you're, you're going to hear those little catchphrases like, oh, well, that kind of sounds right. right. Like, you know, yes, right. What? and then you completely forget that he talked about the monkey guy, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, that should be the alarm bells. <laughs> Get ready for uh, Ron Stoppel's mystical monkey powers over here. <laughs> My goodness. All right. Now that we've finished that one, let's go to the next one. <laughs> If you know the truth and you base your life decisions and actions off of that, that is probably better than basing it off of a lie. Or if you don't know, then you should base your decisions off of the idea that you don't know. You're not liars if your definition of atheism is that you, you don't know that there's any evidence for God. If that's your definition, then that... Oh, I actively, for the record, I actively don't think that it's even possible. I don't think that there is, I think I'm bordering on atheism. I don't think that when somebody says there is a God, I don't even think that that's a coherent sentence. There's no definition of what a God would even be that has any sort of internal consistency. And I think it's a logical impossibility. Go. I love the smile at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. She she got him. She yeah. got him. Does he respond? Is that the end of the video? That's the end of the video. I don't know what he said. I mean, I don't think Homeboy sounded very like you know snappy with with what he was saying there. You know, definitely was not that great. This this video thankfully has ninety likes. But again, you know, <laughs> only I'm, ninety, only ninety likes, but it has five hundred thirty-two comments. Oh my! So gosh. maybe there is hope for the internet, but I, I'm pretty sure that they're all not affirming. Like you know, I think there's people are, and they're arguing with her. But you know, that's that's. I mean, is. It, it, I, is that what the atheists are saying now? Like, you know, is this is this how far we've come? Like, even saying that there is a God doesn't even make sense. Yeah, and and what's sad, <laughs> which by the way isn't isn't really an argument. You're not really arguing the point. And the right, thing is, he's like, right. she says uh, that's not lo- I don't think it's logical. The only reason we have a basis for logic and consistency is because mm. God hasn't has ordered the universe that way. Yes. So as an atheist, you cannot appeal to these abstract concepts mm. because you have no foundation to do so. Mm. I, as a Christian, have a foundation to do so. I believe in a supernatural God who's outside of time and space, mm-hmm. and therefore I have a framework for which um, things that you can't weigh or measure, like logic, like truth, can actually exist. Right. And they're, they come from uniformity in nature because we serve a God who is consistent, who yes. is logical. And who is a god of order Mm -hmm. and all these things? The atheist doesn't have any of that. And the thing is, I wish Christians would not let atheists do this. They should just say, "Stop stealing from my worldview." Yes, yes. just say, "Stop stealing from my worldview." Mm -hmm. You don't have the basis. You don't have the foundation to believe anything of what you just said. She, She used the word consistency. Right, and once you give up God, you've given up consistency because now you have to tell me, outside of your own opinion, what's consistently wrong with being illogical. <laughs> yeah, tell me. You can't. You said you, you're you're like oh, there should be there should be logic. Why? Or else what? 
Am I going to get struck with a lightning bolt? No. Is Am I going to die? No. Am I going to cause anybody else harm? No. Okay, so what, what what's your deal with logic? And why are you trying to force it on me? We're all just bags of germs in this pointless universe. What's the point of appealing to morality or logic? Right, she's like, there's things. there's no consistent argument. Well, you just gave up consistency <laughs> by denying God. You're still stealing from the Christian worldview, saying logic is important. It is necessary to understand the world that we have around us. It is You need to have logic. That's from the scriptures. And she's using it to attack the scriptures. That's inconsistent. <laughs> oh, these people. I just, I love that devilish smile at the end. Like, gotcha. Yeah, like, <laughs> go. <sighs> All right, next. Why is no one talking about this end of the world Bible prophecy? The Bible says that during the apocalypse, before the world ends, there will be a 200 million man army. The Bible says that this army will march around the Euphrates River once it dries up. And guess what? This is the current state of that river. The Euphrates River is drying up for the first time since the 16th century. And that's not even the crazy part about this Bible prophecy. Never in history has there ever been a 200 million man army until now. Russia and China just formed an alliance. Are you paying attention yet? you're not ready for the apocalypse tap subscribe to learn more okay so at the end we we learned the true true meaning of why this video was put up was yeah. not, to, not to warn christians about no, the end no, no. times which which no one can be ready for by the yeah, way yeah. so why warn anyone um so 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 at the end oh click and subscribe okay all right all right okay all right book die book deals book signings I have a, okay, I, I, i've been to the 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 you know my, my dad always said you know you never had a um a missions conference back to back with a uh, prophecy conference yeah because because when you're done with the missions conference it's everyone's great we're doing great we're seeing hearts change things are changing around the world you know there didn't there wasn't a bible in the lang in their language now they got one right and then we close up hey shake hands goodbye everyone good luck hey things are feeling good and then we go to the conference uh, prophecy conference and oh my goodness the 200 million man <laughs> army it's here it's over the euphrates are dried up and and s sister <laughs> sister if i could be frank you, you you weren't here for the 88 reasons for rapture in 88 you're never gonna beat that <laughs> yeah. homeboy had 88 reasons for the rapture in 88 can we talk yeah you just had two you came up with two <laughs> reasons and this guy had 88 and when it failed in 88 he wrote another book There's called another 89 book. reasons called for the rapture in 89 <laughs> you're never gonna beat that it's the the, the, the argument for for premillennial dispensationalism has peaked i think 88 reason for rapture in 88 it's kind of like you know how like johann sebastian bach like he like conquered music or like maybe the matrix was like the movie Movie, greatest movie ever made you know it's like all movies before we're like like kind of building up to it and all movies look back at it you know all music before bach was building up to him and now all music look back to that i think for premillennial dispensationalism like it's you know maybe up there with the schofield stuff at study bible is all events were building up to the rapture in 88 man i mean israel is coming together 40 years a generation you know the the european union we had the 12 nations and all that kind of stuff i mean the only thing we we're missing was a was a beast tearing up the coast that's the only thing we we're missing and he and i think every everything after it looks back to that you're never going to beat a 89 reasons for rapture in 89. I mean, she's going to try. I will give her this. The enthusiasm that she has in yeah, this video is true. so infectious. I was like ready. I was like about to drop the mic on this thing. <laughs> but it's just sad. And I think that's one of the reasons why post-millennialism is on the rise, mm. I think, right now. Mm. Um, and I say this not even as a post-millennialist, but mm. I have an optimistic view of the future because mm. I believe that the Old Testament have these prophecies, particularly Isaiah, where nations are, they're going to kiss the sun before mm. he comes back. And uh -huh. we're going to see 
kings and princes hmm. bow down and and you know oh no i sound i sound like a you sound like a <laughs> Sound like a post millennial. <laughs> I started, but but that but that's the thing is uh, what what's it's hard this, to get around that. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to get around yeah. those mm. those passages there, mm. and just like the victory of Christ, and it's just a shame uh, yes. too. It's just a shame that you know even for dispensational premillennials, like this this view is relatively new in history. Yes, but they those who hold to it. And I won't insult every single one. I have good friends who are dispensational premills. Mm-hmm. I'm not not attacking you. I'm talking about people like this who like just yes. run with it, yeah, and like right. it's not really about honoring Christ. Right, it's just right. about the book deals. The grasshoppers are helicopters. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, heard it. Heard it all. Let's go. This is illegal to legislate based on religion, and that's what you want to do, making abortion illegal. If I said there should be a law against killing you, I don't think that's legislating my religion. Well, true. So why do you think me saying that killing all humans should be illegal is legislating my religion? Because the belief that a fetus is a human is religious. No, a fetus is definitely biologically a living member of the species Homo sapiens. That's science, not religion. Now, the belief that all Homo sapiens should be legally protected from violence, that's a belief. Just like your view is a belief. What? Your view is a belief, too. The belief that not all Homo sapiens deserve rights. That it should be legal for some Homo sapiens to be killed at will. That's not your religion, either. You probably have some logic or arguments to back up your belief. A belief which you also want to legislate. You want to have laws that say not all Homo sapiens deserve rights. Whereas I want to have laws that say all Homo sapiens deserve rights. We both have beliefs that we want to legislate. And neither of those beliefs are based on religion. See, see, they had me in the first half yeah. until at the end there. That's where you lost me. I almost had to clap because I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful to hear this. Yes. Uh, and she's absolutely right. But the problem, again, we talked about this, the foundation's not there. And this yes. is the thing yes. with the, right, right. we talked that the first thing in the video was uh, Republican Party is more aligned with the scriptures right. than the Democratic Party. I mean, that's obvious. Right. But the problem is, and I forget who said this, um, probably Joel Webin of Right Response Ministries, but he's basically like the conservatives, they have the val, it's, it's like they, they want the apple pie, but they want to burn down the mm-hmm. apple tree. Yes. It's like they have all the principles there, yes. but they won't accept the Christ from which right. they come from. Yes. And everything right. she said was absolutely right. But without Christ, you actually don't have a foundation for any of these arguments. Yes. Like, what, what, um, why is that human being valuable in the first place? Yes. We can't answer that question without talking about the Imago Dei, without yes. being in the image of God. Yes. And yes, like this argument is good, but it misses the step. It's, yes. it's missing the foundation mm-hmm. because yes, what she said is absolutely correct. It's a biological argument. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and we should have rights for even the baby that's in the womb, even though it's smaller, it's the size level development, level dependency, all those things. Like that's the only difference between us and them yes. and they should be protected. But the reason they should be protected fundamentally comes down to the fact that they are made in the image of God. And if you're not willing to push that argument, you actually have surrendered the point because what, what logical argument can you make that human beings are valuable in the first place? There isn't an argument for that. Go to India. They got the caste system. They'll laugh in your face. He sees, and then they say, it's obvious that that person is not as valuable or this on the same level as me. It's obvious. I can see with my eyes. Yeah. I'm going to use science to prove that that guy is not equal to me. Mm-hmm. And that was the problem that that, that one of the problems I have with the uh, the Declaration of Independence when yeah. when when when, when uh, Franklin swapped out. We hold these truths to be sacred, and he said we hold these truths to be self evident. It's not self evident. No, it's not self evident that we're all created equal. I mean, if it was. Uh... <laughs> 
right. Maybe people who looked like me probably would have an easier time <laughs> being here. Exactly. You know, and and that because it's not self-evident, we need something right. rather someone outside of us yes. who has the authority yes. to tell us, "Hey, my, I have a law that is over the law of the land. Yes. I am the supreme maker. Mm-hmm. The reason that all men are created equal is because I made it that yes. way. Yes. And we have to appeal to this standard that is far higher and far out yes. of us because if we just went off of what we saw, mm-hmm. well, I, I believe the slave trade would have never ended. Yes, It would have never ended yeah, because yeah, of it was the Christian abolitionists pointing yes. to Christ, pointing right. to God, right. saying, you can't do this. There, yes. That black person particularly the phraseology the image of god was used as a as a result as a justification to end the slave trade Mm. and she and she she had me all the way until the end she said neither of them are religious no they're both both religious religious. (laughs) they're both steeped in religion sister you lost me right there at the end you were going okay but at the end you lost me again so close right and and that that's that that's why again you have to have a strong biblical foundation so you can that you can you can you know do the leonardo dicaprio like you know point the tv ah, <laughs> you know and it, you, you got to be able to do that because otherwise they'll sneak one over on you and you conclude you conclude the the tim keller third well we're back to tim keller oh my the gosh. tim keller third way the tim keller third way all the new the, new tra- the neutral way there's no neutrality no neutrality. neutral way everything is religious in its nature when push comes to shove everyone has a view of right and wrong religion is a faith-based system with rules mm. everyone has that in their heart and in their mind it, it, you can't escape it and and, and sister was doing well all the way up until that part, and it's unfortunate. Well, I think that's all the ones I saved. Oh, that was a fun. That was a fun time. I yeah, hope it we was. Can do it again sometime. Yes, that was I, great. I hope. I hope we'll, we'll probably do it again in a, in a couple of weeks. But I'll probably have to come through and, and save up a couple more. And if you, <laughs> any of you have some, just 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 send them to me, and maybe that'll be the advantage that I'll have over you. Is that I'll get to see all of them, and you won't be able to see mine. So <laughs> yeah, maybe that's an unfair advantage. Anyway, well, folks, thanks for listening to this episode of uh, Low Hanging Fruit. It was a fun time had by all. Um, and uh, thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. And don't forget, think and reform.